the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, of WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Edmiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kane Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Preston, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Lightman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dell here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record ball. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yep, we're, we're right here. Good morning, everybody. Hour number three of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here. Uh, my friend, Good friend Rufus Edmonston uh, is uh, is with us as usual, and Pam Beck is back from a lo- five weeks in New Zealand and Australia, and we've had a good time talking about that. And uh, by the way, uh, Carolina State, we were talking about that. the The airtime is uh, game, the game starts around eight o'clock, so we about six o'clock. You can uh, count on WPTF having uh, coverage of the Tar Heels. Uh, and uh, all that goes along with that. So uh, that about six o'clock, you can you can uh, listen here on WPTF, and uh, I hope it's a really good game. I hope it's a high scoring game. In close, <clears throat> in close. Go state, uh, but uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, we've we've uh, uh, evened it up. Yeah, we've evened it up now. Yeah. 
All right, Frank is in Chapel Hill. Frank, I'm sure you're wishing uh, for the Tar Heels to win, yeah, right? Let, let me get something straight with Frank first. Frank, I've been word sick. Yeah, you the said, whole the whole break. You, you said 29 junipers. Why in the devil are you only planning 29 and not 30? <laughs> um, <laughs> the answer is uh, 29 fit into the selected space uh, better than 30, and uh, my wife bought them and did the arithmetic. And, oh, okay. Well, and we don't want to go do back. Whatever she tells me to do, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't. Good I day. guess I wouldn't assassinate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you, that's been worrying Rufus for about ten minutes here. <laughs> no, I mean I hear you, Rufus, but um, that's the thing. Yeah. Hey, hey, may, since I've got you experts on the phone, can we go back to the roses for a minute? Yeah, yeah, sure. So we talked wintertime. I've got them in a courtyard once a week. How about? July, August, it's, you know, 99 degrees every day. Uh, do I do them daily or do I do them three times a week? No, again, um, an inch of rain a week once established should be adequate. Should. Now, I'm going to qualify that with if we have, if we eke back up into those high 90s where the nighttime temperatures are still in the 80s or something, then that might stress them a little bit more. But if these roses have deep roots, and that's what you want to establish, if you water them deeply and infrequently, it's better than multiple times but shallow. Because if you give them these little light top dressings, the roots will stay at the surface and they won't go down deep. You want deep roots. So that's the reason for doing it infrequently but deeply. And infrequently is once a week for you. For a situation like that, once a week during the hot summer. Yep. Yeah, that's what I do with mine, Frank. Okay. And and uh, I I adhere to the water deeply to every single plant you've got. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, you, you, you you're not going to reach some of the roots if you just go. I've, I've seen people go along and just give a little squirt of water to something. Well, that that's just a teaser. Mm-hmm. I think it's worse than no water at all. Okay. Okay. But your um, junipers, I had a question for you. Do you know what type they are? Yes, I do, and it's uh, it's kind of weird. So these are supposed to be hardy plants, and uh, they're called um, red cedar, but they're not the red cedars you no, see right. that grow wild 30 feet tall. Right. right. These are junipers virginiana, which is our native red cedar. Is that and, what you're talking about? The plants I planted are about three feet tall with a five-gallon uh, root ball. Wow. Some of them were, had a burlap sack with, I would estimate, a uh, seven-gallon root ball inside a, a burlap sack. Okay. Did you take the burlap off? I did not. Well, I, I, I don't know. Oh, I hope <laughs> I had did. a guy plant them for me, so I, I don't know if the burlap's okay. in the ground or if he removed it. He's well, if it is in the ground, as long as it's peeled back and away from the top, where where a lot of those roots are going to run along the ground, um, it it will be okay. But if they left it wrapped up around the the base of it, um, and tied with string, that might be problematic. Oh, um, sometimes that burlap will rot in the ground, and if it is peeled down and away and kind of tucked down in the hole, it won't be so bad. But um, planting it in burlap is about like putting something in a pot and leaving it in the pot in the ground. 
Um, well, but I can find out. I can yeah, call just, him and ask just him. Poke around. I'm not sure I'd want to do that, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see Frank out there <clears throat> to, today uh, uh, on his hands and knees. Cutting, cutting burlap back. <laughs> well, if you find that there is burlap there, what I will tell you to do is um, take, a, take a sharp, like an X-Acto type knife and cut where the burlap is uh, is just under the surface. Just cut that part off. Don't worry about removing it from underneath those plants. But at least get that part that goes up to the base um, so that water can go down to those roots and it's not being repelled by the burlap getting too dry. Oh, oh well, the burlap, I can't see it over the top of the um, dirt. Okay, but I, I would still, the ones that you know to be in burlap, I still would... Um, just poke around in there a little bit. Scratch with a rake or something. Push some of your mulch back and see if you see any burlap there. And try to, and if you can't cut it all out, if it's just too much, at least make slits in it um, so that water can get down through there. But, um, yes, you do need to water those, um, you know, as Rufus and I were t- telling you, at least once a week while they're getting established. Now, I will say that once these things have been in the ground a year, you can pretty much walk away from red cedars. You chose a good juniper to um, put in a, a long drive. Mm. You do realize these are not going to stay real thick. They're going to get kind of airy and shady areas. Yeah, they're supposed to grow max height, 15 to 20 feet. They're supposed to be a, like a smaller variety. And some of them are kind of a... Um, a gray yeah. green, yeah. and some of them are green green. Yes. Oh, well, that and, sounds and, pretty. Well, um, they, <clears throat> you know, coming from different growers, they might have been fed differently. They could even be different varieties of red cedar. Um, like you said, some of these are supposed to be smaller or something. Typically, our native cedars will get that more grayish look to their needles. They'll have beautiful blueberries on them this time of year. They're a good cover for birds. They feed birds. It's an excellent choice. Um, I have, unless you have an apple orchard. Unless you have an apple orchard. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting to that because jun- these red cedars are host for cedar apple rust. And so if oh. you see if you see something that looks like a tennis ball with worms coming out of it, and it's all bright orange. That's cedar apple rust, and you can usually find that in the summertime, going into fall. And and Rufus is making a face. He knows it too. Well, the old-fashioned cedar is what. Yeah. It's so bad. I, yeah. 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 It, it, it looked like a turkey's neck. <laughs> so red and gobbly looking. Yeah. Uh, but you you shouldn't. You I, I don't do think that. those new ones have it as bad do the past. I I don't know if they're more immune to it or not, but um. I'd, I'd be interested to know how these do for you, Frank, how quickly they grow. Now, you got, um, did I hear you say once a week? When I read the book, it said twice a week for two months and then once a week mm, for a year. No. Again, if it rains during the week really well, um, don't worry about watering them. But if we do not get rain, in the absence of rain, even in the wintertime, um, while these are getting established, you know, try to try to do that once a week for a year, just to because you have invested a lot of time, money, and effort in these plants. You want them to have the best start you can. Yeah, Frank. My question is, what's the name of the book? Uh, I looked it up on the internet. I, oh, okay, I, I didn't know if you had a book. I was interested yeah. because yeah. <clears throat> we we try if when we talked more about gardening books, 
we we uh, always recommended southern authors north carolina off authors uh particularly so i just wanted to make sure about that yeah what do you do frank put a a big uh, container in the back of your pickup truck and drive down the road watering them yeah and if you do the arithmetic rufus um if you put a hundred gallons and that's eight pounds to the gallon for mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. that's eight almost a thousand pounds of mm-hmm. water in the back of two uh, 55-gallon containers in the back of my pickup. So it, the truth is I created a maintenance monster. I thought I could, like, put these things in and walk away from them. The answer is no. So what I have to do is it takes me an hour to tank up, and then I've got it down. I run I run by gravity. I, run, I siphon and run yeah. by gravity yeah. along the, picker, the side of the road where I have them. So it takes me uh, one and a half minute per plant is two gallons. I did the analysis. My bad, just sitting there watching it. Run. Are you and your wife mathematicians? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't want to spend any more time than I have to. I'll give you well, plant one and a half minute, okay? So why don't you just dig a well down there? <laughs> where the, wouldn't that be a better idea? No. Probably. <laughs> well... You are a good plant daddy. You are. Just just put it this way. And uh, one thing I do want to caution you about, though, is do not fertilize these while you're watering them. I know the temptation is is to throw a little miracle Grow or something like that in there. Yeah. But these plants are just trying to get established. And um, sometimes fertilizer salts will build up and it can cause more problems. You just water for that. What about in the summer? No. And fertilize them when no. it gets warm? No, no because that, that has, that's going to make it want more water. Yes, yes. Oh. Do not fertilize Because it's them. salt and stuff in them. You can do that with your <clears throat> roses, but don't do that with these native red cedars. But I would use something like Bear 3 and one uh, in, instead of miracle Grow for your roses, I think. Well, it, it just depends on... on what kind of success he's had with the roses in the past. You I know? love my roses. Yeah, I'm rose illiterate, but I love them. Yeah. They bloom all summer. Good. So are you growing something like a knockout? Uh, I bought them from a rose expert place. With Three a spoon? Them. Tyler, Texas. Oh, oh, a big rose outfit there. Antique Rose Emporium? Uh, I don't know what the name of the place is. <laughs> 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 I love talking I to you. I them, yeah, and they're doing great. And then the one great. I, my new one I bought in Durham at a rose expert. Yeah, Witherspoon. Witherspoon. What's the name of it? Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah. Ro- yeah. And that one's the one that struggled this summer. I think I didn't give it enough water. Well, maybe. but um, It's all about water with you, it isn't is. it, Frank? It is. Yeah, it when is. you start carrying a 800 pounds of water. <laughs> it wears good. on you, doesn't it? I'm doing it twice a week, Mike. And Rufus, you thought you had something to worry well, about. Don't, just cut yeah. it down to once a week. Okay. You know, right? You have our permission. <laughs> but I might have a heart attack before this. No, time. we don't no, want to hear that. No, no, no. Just uh, relax a little bit, Frank. <laughs> and rain is coming. That's the good news is it looks like um, we're going to have a wetter than normal winter eventually. That's what so, they say. So um, you'll you'll get a reprieve in there. And yep. I, I got that y'all told me to plant a lot of apple trees next to my cedars. I no, 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 no. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, you said, wasn't it? No, no. Okay. Now, listen. So let's talk about turkey with bacon. Hey, you like that idea? Uh, it sounds good. Now, let me give you, I'm not a cook. I'm a cook illiterate also. But my wife is superb. And she lathers on a layer of mayonnaise over 
the turkey and cooks it, keeps it moist. Mm. To me, it's the same principle. Isn't the well, my sister fact? did that, and I, I I frowned on it till I knew it was Duke's, and uh, <laughs> and it uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it, it keeps it very moist. And then the outside kind of gets crispy, even the bacon, I mean, the mayonnaise must kind yeah. of melt off or something. Yeah. I think the, the gentleman uh, talked about the bacon. He had, had so, Somebody rigged it up so that it was up above it and it dripped on it, uh, plus having bacon wrapped around it. Oh, okay. Mm, man. Yeah. Mm, 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 That's no. hard for mayonnaise to compete with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was someone going on a, uh, a voyage, on an inaugural voyage? Uh, that was that was our good friend Steve. Yeah, he was Carter. the one that talked about the bacon. Yeah, he's the one who talked <coughs> about that, the bacon. Uh, wasn't the Titanic an inaugural? Voice? I think it was. Yeah, <coughs> it's his fiftieth. But I think they've worked that out. <laughs> <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus they uh, they're not going anywhere with their icebergs. <laughs> hey, Frank, did, did did you know? I was just looking at this story from uh, uh, our airport. An Air France plane <laughs> hit a light pole. During landing, everybody's okay. It it uh, messed up the wing. Can you imagine how that pilot feels? But uh, you hit a light pole. What did you do today, Charlie? I hit a light pole. I was flying too low. Yeah. Golly. Good lord. Yeah, I have to wait for the traffic to pass. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what is what the problem was. You sure, is it the airport and not this, on I forty? This was. Uh, I don't think he landed on I forty, but it was near. He's speaking French. Maybe yeah. Maybe That's right. Well, Frank, take it easy. All right. And uh, call us back with any more problems. See ya. All right, buddy. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, Air France flight hits light pole during landing at RDU. I remember one time planning over 30 of those terrible things that bagworms and what was it? Leland Cypress. Leland Cypress. And Mm -hmm. I stuck them in the ground. And. They grew like mad. Yeah. Not, never a drop of water. I see. I see. Still, they're still planting and, them, and there's still plenty of them there. But they fall over. They do this. They do that. At least Frank didn't plant Leland cypress. Yeah. No, he planted something good. I think he did uh, his homework, or his wife did. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to talk to her next time. Yeah. <laughs> She's over there where the, she's ciphering. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 919-860-9783. You're listening to What's Left of the Weekend Gardener. We've got uh, 30 more minutes left, actually. Well, I haven't heard yet from uh, Joe the Bouncer. Now, I don't know what where you are, Joe. But, you think he ate too much but, and it's uh, just not we, we worry about feeling you well you, today? Or? When you don't uh, communicate. Okay, well, I'm sure he has a story about roses or um, cedars because uh, he, he always – he always has things uh, going on in his his landscape. That yeah, he's, he's a great gardener. It seems like. And on top of everything else, after the news, we're going to talk to J.C. Knowles. Oh, oh wonderful! Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. All right, J.C., hang in there, and we'll be with you right after the news here on WPTF. A reminder: about six o'clock tonight, uh, Tar Heels and NC State. And then they play a couple hours later. So it's uh, it's a barrel of laughs tonight. It's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and we, Pam and I were talking about it's going to be kind of old-fashioned. People people sitting in the stand snuggling. Wrap up in a coat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Long Johns. More coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 1027.
Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back. Uh, this is Mike Rayley. Rufus Edmondson is there, and Pam Beck is with us this morning. We'll be at uh, Phil Campbell's place, Campbell Road Nursery, next Saturday for the Weekend Gardener. And the week after that, we'll be at the State Farmer's Market. So we'll uh, travel a little bit. And Brother J.C. Knowles is with us. J.C., we've missed you, buddy. I hope you're well, sir. Well, I'm doing pretty good for a 95-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're but, you're uh, good, 95-year-old. That's right. The what? You're good. You're good at that, 95, J.C. Yeah. Well, good Lord's bless me. I'll tell you, I uh, I still get about pretty good. So everything's going well. Rufus, I hope to see you next Tuesday. We were just talking about that. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're talking boys. about the Good Old Boys Club. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Mike, I'd like for you to get there one time. Well, I'll, uh, I'll see if I'll I can make it sometime. Yeah, because we'd love to have. I'll slip sure. right in there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, everything's going along beautifully in Apex. Uh, the peak of good living. We're having our big weekend next weekend. Uh, on Friday at 5 o'clock, we're lighting the official town Christmas tree. Then Saturday morning from 7 to 11, the Apex Rotary Club is having their big Christmas pancake breakfast. Oh, yeah. Uh, we remember that. Yeah, and then at 5 o'clock, we're gonna, the Rotary Club's having their annual Christmas parade. And I guarantee the people that come, they'll love it. Absolutely. It's going to be the largest Christmas parade in Apex history. Mm. We've got more marching bands than we've ever had before, and it's going to be a great turnout for a big weekend next weekend in downtown Apex. Wonderful. Yeah, they always do it, do up, do everything well over in Apex. Yeah, yeah, I'm real proud of it, and I'm proud to be the official uh, Apex Ambassador. Well, you do a great job at that, J.C. Yep, and uh, I'd like to encourage people that uh, when they go to Pam's restaurant, uh, I got 15 of my paintings up there on exhibit, so I'd love for them to come and look and enjoy them as much as I enjoyed painting them. Well, that that's great. I, I, if Joe the Bouncer is listening, he's going to Pam's for lunch today. And, Joe, you just heard J.C. Knowles talk about his paintings. Go look for them. That's right. Yeah. Get your picture taken with uh, J.C.'s photos or uh, paintings. Yeah, I got my character tour up there, and you can get your picture made with it. <laughs> I'll have to do that. All right. But everything's going well, and I hope you all had a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking to you before Christmas. Oh, amen. I hope so, J.C. All right, we love all of you. We love you too, buddy. And, and it's good to have Pam Beck back. Isn't it Thank the truth? Thank you, sir. I it appreciate really that. This yep. Pam's very nice. I'm yeah, she is a sir. wonderful person. I love all of you folks. Well, Thank we you. love you too, J.C. Everybody okay. loves J.C. Knowles. Well, I hope so. <laughs> the good Lord does. That's he sure does. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good one. All right, J.C., take care, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, wonderful hearing. Wonderful, wonderful hearing from jc uh 919-860-9783 elizabeth is in raleigh hi elizabeth good morning on this cold saturday yeah 
have a question. This might be a trick question. Okay, that's all right. We don't mind. We have a lot of tricksters around. I hope you're all awake. Okay, here yes. we go. Um, so I'm talking about planting uh, possibly green giant arborvitaes in the, in Banner Elk, North Carolina, which is about 4,000 feet. When is the best time to plant a ball and burlap green giant arborvitae? What time of year? Well, that's Rufus territory. N O W. Before it freezes. Now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Before it freezes. Yes. All right. Well, that's, that's so you can dig the hole. Anytime in the winter that's not, and it's not, that it's not frozen is a good time. It's going to be right. pretty chilly up there because it's going to be in the 20s for a low at least a night or so here. Right. So. How about spring? Is that a good time? Well, I think fall's better, but yeah. spring will do. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that Rufus is trying to encourage you about is right now the ground temperatures are warmer than the air temperatures. And the right. sooner you can get those into the ground, the better they'll start establishing. Because even through the winter, the roots are growing. Yeah. That's and, right. And helping. But what you have to worry about, of course, up there is wind and snow load. If we do get as much snow as they're calling for, you might want to you might want to anchor those. Okay, that's good to know. By the way, did uh, listen? Did you hear Pam's conversation about the burlap wrapped plant? No, I did not. Yeah, you want, uh, you, want to get that burlap uh, off of there uh, uh, before Pam you plant. Pam has some it. words on that. Yeah, if you can, um, the best thing to do is to take the burlap off of the root ball. But in if you can't do that, you need to have that burlap on there to lower it into the hole itself. Then be sure you peel that that burlap back away from the the trunk, and if you can, just tuck it down into the hole some so that there will be some soil backfilled in and around that that will help anchor that plant. Absolutely. Good. Great idea. Okay. Well, you guys have been helpful. I guess it wasn't a trick question after all. No. No. no, 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 no. It was good, you in, good question. You, I live in Boone. Our, my hometown's Boone. Do you have a place up in Banner Elk? Actually, my uh, brother-in-law does. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's wonderful up there. Yeah, well, go go to eat sometime at Sorrento's. Oh, we've been there. It's delicious. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that marvelous? A friend of mine uh, runs that. Yeah. He and, he and his family. I like the Banner Elk Cafe, too, yeah. for breakfast. Yeah, that's wonderful. Right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stonewalls and for steak. And there's a new steakhouse there. That oh, there is. Beats anything I've ever seen, Elizabeth, in, in, a, in the continental United States. Wow. It, it is called Prime... Well, prime rib something, and it's it's right it's right beside Sorrento's. I'll be darn! I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, I will too. Great. Well, thank you for the for that. We love eating up there for sure. Definitely, definitely. Beautiful, right. beautiful area any time of year. It is. Well, you all have a wonderful holiday. You too, Elizabeth. And please call us again. All right, we will. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, Paul is in Wendell. Paul, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I just wanted to share your, uh, Pam, it sounded like you had a wonderful, wonderful trip. Um, a friend yeah. of mine, a friend of mine moved to New Zealand and uh, a couple years ago. And when he was going through customs, they said, uh, have you ever been convicted of a felony? And he said, well, I didn't think that was still a requirement. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh. 
<laughs> good one. I love that. Good call. That's good. I love okay, it. Okay, well, have, have a happy holidays, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Paul. Thank, thank, you. Great. thank you. That made my day. Well, that's good. JC didn't tell us a joke, so Paul did. Yeah. I'm glad. That's right. All right, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Now, if you're a bird fan, as we all should be, our friends at Wild Birds Unlimited in Raleigh and Cary have a tidy little seed cylinder along with 20 pounds of no-mess seed that you can win this month. To win, just go to the contest tab at WPTF.com and register just do that and uh, good luck to you more of the weekend gardener straight ahead here on wptf it's ten forty-three. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, it's 1046. Running out of time here. 919-860-9783. So I think we've established this is a good time to plant most things, I think. Uh, better. I think it's better than spring because you don't have to worry about evaporation rates later on. You do have to water We've also established that, but you talked about bulbs. Uh, go out, go out today, and maybe get some plants, but get some bulbs, some spring flowering bulbs. Definitely, too. and especially if you see them on sale right now, um, there's no harm in getting them. They go, do really well in containers. You can leave those containers outside. Uh, you do not have to pre-chill if you're getting them planted before winter time. Winter is going to take care of that for you. Just make sure that you do water them. And here we are talking about watering or preaching about that, too. If it, Of course, if it rains a lot or if we get a lot of snow cover this winter, uh, that won't be that much of an issue. But if we have weeks of, of dryness, then, you know, like we have through this fall, try to try to make sure they're watered. I wish you'd quit mentioning snow, but I'm a little sensitive about that <laughs> I because I have to snow. drive to work in it. Yeah, I know, and I'm sorry for you. But, you know, for those of us who... Who get to just kind of snuggle in and yeah, stay home. That would be nice. I, I one, one of these days. One of these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, and, and we forget so often there are bulbs for every season. There truly are um, because a lot of us, um, you know, forget that some of these bulbs start in the wintertime. Like um, the little snowdrops are are really early bloomers i've got photos of some of mine blooming in snow um, early blooming crocus come along right after that and then you're going into the anemones of uh, the whether they're the grecian or the or the yellow anemones and of course you know uh, they're daffodils that start in early spring like little tete-a-tetes and then we have mid-season and late season daffodils same thing with tulips can go through that. Hyacinth then come along after that, as do the snowflakes. And so there's always something you can get going mm-hmm. um, in the garden this yeah. time of year. And something I noticed this morning, budding up, Daphne. Oh, I have good. three alive. Good. Uh, one, one got pulled up the other day by 
I do. I do. So you had a bloom? Oh. <coughs> they're budding. They're budding. They're budding. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're yeah. budding. And, and they're... the Edgeworthia are starting to. <coughs> Edgeworthia is yeah, almost yeah. there. Almost, almost there. Yeah. And I, I recommend people to cyclamen. That's the cutest little booger in the world. It's, a it's been there for, since I've been there, and I'm sure it was there for years. And it's just there traveling along the ground. It's a little tiny ground cover, but it's it's yeah. actually underground. It's a huge bulb. Really? It's up underneath. Never there. seen a bulb. Do, yeah. Can you buy that you and can, plant? You can buy cyclamen. Uh, and what Rufus It's a different about, cyclamen yes, than, than we buy for Christmas. Cyclamen, like hedrofolium or one of those. Um, yeah. That's what you're oh, talking it's, about. It's been on the place for over, obviously, 50 years because I've been there 40. So, yeah. Has it spread a lot? It, a little it bit. Can. And um, when the seeds drop, then ants will disperse them too, which is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. They'll take them out yeah. and move them around your garden. Yeah. But um, a lot of the garden centers are selling the beautiful florocyclamen for inside the house this time of year. And then they also will be selling outside in the perennial section the smaller leaved, smaller flowered cyclamen mm-hmm. that you put out outdoors. And um, Tony Avon at Plant Delight sells quite a few of those, and they're right. beautiful plants. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think we've talked about that before, yeah. but yeah, uh, the one good thing recently. about bulbs too is if you plant some and forget where you plant them, then they come up. And you say, ah, look at that. Well, you can't possibly and, with and, your and, place. And you say, what was, <clears throat> what was I doing then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, there was an English garden writer, Beverly Nichols who would give his guests bulbs and let them go out and plant them and surprise him the next spring, just wherever they came up. Oh, no. Oh, Isn't that a great that idea? Is a, that is a nice surprise. I might, I might do that party. with my nieces and nephews yeah. at, at Christmas time. And if you wanted to, you could do crocus in your lawn because they'll come up and bloom before you really start uh, mowing fescue anyway. Yeah. And if you just tell them, just go out there, and they're not hard to plant because they're just – that not that big, yeah. tiny little things. Um, so you could you could do that, you know, and have fun with it. Just mm-hmm. let them surprise you, you know, wherever they want to put it. Now, a caller wants Rufus to name name of the buffet. Now, are you talking about Rufus's trip to Southern to uh, Pinehurst? Yeah, it's the Thanksgiving Day meal. They wouldn't call it a buffet. It is such a huge, glamorous event. This is at and the Carolina Inn in Car- Pinehurst. At, at the Carolina, the Pinehurst Hotel. The Pinehurst Hotel, yeah. At, mm-hmm. at Pinehurst. And they have three, uh, two seatings today, one at 1130. And you have to get reservations. It's so popular. Yeah. And you have one about 530. And they would have, I, I would say, 25 desserts. They've got uh, uh, it. It is just spectacular to look at. Uh, the artwork uh, is just—it's—it's it's the Christmas Day dinner at the Pinehurst Hotel in Pinehurst. And Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving too. Day. I'm well, they, sorry. Do they? I wonder if they do it at Christmas. They, they don't do as elaborate. Thanksgiving is more elaborate than Christmas. Okay. But they also have a buffet, at least on weekends. I know on yes, on they do. Sunday. They have, morning, I've, I've been at have, a buffet there. They have a buffet in the in the morning, every day. Oh, every day, okay. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of renovation now. Uh, the old thing that used to be called the Writer's Cup is closed, but you can always hop a. Is that the bar? Uh, that was the where you wa- used to watch the ball game on <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. 
dinner. But you can go over the bars to, closed to the Holly Inn. No, no, there are plenty of bars. Open. Oh, okay, all right. And you can ride the little conveyance over to the the Holly Inn. If you I've do, stayed there too. If you're too lazy to to walk, and do they have a buffet at the Holly Inn too? Yes. So you went to two buffets? No, no, just one. One as Miss Sarah Belk, my dear friend, the Belk folks used to call it. Buffet, buffet. Ah, of course. I think I'll start. Uh, yeah. I think I'll start doing that. Yeah, the buffet. Call, she called it the buffet, uh. and and for mafia, she just say mafia, mafia. Yeah, and she was a very very intelligent, cultured, cultured lady. Yeah, but it was a buffet, and I've heard that that was a mafia. Place. And you you know people who have been associated with a, the mafia. Have you ever told them that uh, somebody pronounces it like that? And uh, I'm afraid that. <laughs> They would laugh <laughs> hardly. <laughs> I'm sure they would. Hey, Ron is uh, is an Apex there at Apex Nursery. Hey, Ron. Well, good morning. Then. Hey, Ron. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. It sure was good to hear Mr. J.C. on the news. This I know. Morning. He didn't tell us a joke, though. One of my very, very favorite people. I'll never get to see him. I wish he'd come out and see me sometime. But anyway, uh, Rufus, I got a very earth-shaking question for you. Oh, Lord, Ron, what is it? Uh, when is the uh, chitlin idiot going to be? Oh, my. It's going to be the the first Sunday, Ron, before uh, the Super Bowl. Now, that that would be in February. Okay, February. I was afraid I'd missed it. Before. No, you you haven't. No, it's it's late January no. and February, somewhere in there usually. Yeah, it's it's, it's, sun, it's, it's Sunday before the Super Bowl, and it's member member only, invitation only. We must point well, it out. I tell you what, uh, Miss Campbell always uh, sends me a invitation, so uh, hopefully I'll be included. I've missed it the last two or three. Well, years. you will certainly be included, Ron. <laughs> okay, thank you, Rufus. Uh, nice talking to you. I, I really feel like it's time for another good song, buddy. Uh, well, we'll think about recording one one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always like, um, you know, uh, I didn't know God made honky-tonk angels. I always like that one. So if you can put it on sometime, do it. Well, do do we have that available, uh, uh, Jason? We're running out. Yeah. We're running out of time here. But I think can we end the show with that? Do we have time to to end the show? With that all right. Well, Ron, uh, just for you, we will we will play that to end the show. Well, I'll just give you an early Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. How about that? All right. Uh, Great, Ron. Ron. Ron, don't cry during this song. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Now hold yourself Bye. together. All right. Bye. How much? How much time? Do, how long does it run, Jason? Three minutes. All right. All right. Uh, so we got uh, we got about a, a minute. Okay. Here's Cliff Joyner. You. We're getting them all in. You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. Boy, I can testify to that. Let me raise Amen. my hand. <laughs> Oh and be goodness. the kind of person your dog thinks you are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they assume you are. They assume you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, 
I, I was not intending to uh, end the show like this, but I, well, I, I guess it's uh, I guess it's most appropriate. Uh, let's hang on. Everybody, put on your seatbelt. Everybody, hang on. If you're sitting down, uh, hold on to the. Now you can announce the artist on this. No, I, 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 he introduces himself. Okay. Pam, God love you. I, we all love you so much, and so we'll see you today. soon. Thank you. Yeah, brother Rufus. What a you, treat. Sir. What a treat it is. And we'll see you next week at Campbell Road Nursery. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Rufus Edmiston and the Charlie Alverson Band. We're going to play a little music and light up a life. You wouldn't read the letter that I wrote you. You wouldn't let me call you on the phone. There's something I'm wanting to tell you So I wrote it in the words of this song I didn't know God made honky-tonk angels I might have known you'd never make a wife you gave up the only one that ever loved you And went back to that wild side of life The glamour of a gay-night life has lured you to the places where the wine and liquor flow There you wait to be anybody's baby And gave up the truest love you'll ever know I didn't know God made honky-tonk angels I might have known you'd never make a wife You gave up the only one that ever loved you And went back to that wild side of life And went back to that wild side of life